This is Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I'm Sharon Reed in for the good doctor today. And our co-host today, drum roll please, stuck in St. Louis. It is Jackson White, Rebel HQ contributor, the podcast he is host of, Politics and Paper. I got it right, right Jackson? You do so yes, many you things. Yes, yeah. politics and paper podcast. And yes, house. I'm stranded in St. Louis. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm at my parents' house and I've been okay. eating not only good, but very free. So it's great. Well, free is good, <laughs> baby. Free is good. Yep. How's Nelly? Nelly's all right? I hope so. I don't even know if he's here, but I'm assuming he's he's good because he, he has quite a bit of money, so he should be out. Yeah. All right, well, some people who are under fire and rightfully show will begin with this. A day after being trolled by teen activist Greta Thunberg, misogynist, MAGA influencer Andrew Tate arrested yesterday in Romania on human trafficking and rape allegations. Let's listen to this. Nothing else? No. Okay. You can go. My dog Never good when you hear that thunderous knock at the door, right? It's always those three boom, boom, boom. Romania's Directorate for the Investigation of Organized Crime and Terrorism, DICOT, confirming cops raided five homes tied to four suspects as part of an investigation into organized crime, human trafficking, and rape. There you see him. And this wasn't the first raid because in April, Tate's Romanian home was raided once before in connection with a human trafficking investigation. It did not name the four suspects, but said two were Romanian citizens, two were British citizens who allegedly kept at least six women captive in houses surrounding Bucharest, where they were forced to produce porn for social media under threats of violence. Now, the two British citizens were Tate, the British American kickboxer, better known for his misogynistic online persona, and his brother, keep it all in the family, his brother Tristan. Four suspects were arrested, ordered, detained for 24 hours for questioning. Die cut. Again, the investigating body said. Prosecutors later requested a 30 day hold, meaning Tate could spend New Year's Eve in a Romanian detention center. Additionally, Romanian TV reported one of the Romanian suspects was a former Bucharest policewoman who is dating one of the Tates. The brothers are accused of luring women to lavish villas using what Dicot called the lover boy method in which they struck up a relationship over social media before convincing the women to come to Romania to pursue more. It appears that his recent Twitter exchange with Thunberg may have led to his arrest. Isn't this rich, right? Tate initiated the back and forth with a petty jab that 
was on December 27th. Reminding you, here it is. I have 33 cars, <laughs> two Ferraris. Just the start, he says, goes on and on as he touts wealth and she calls him out. She responded with this delightfully snarky tweet. Throw that up, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smallenergy at getalife.com. I wish I would have thought of that first. Then with the wit of an eight year old Tate's reply, let's put that up and show you that. Again, he's behind bars probably for 30 days in Romania now. But before that, thank you for confirming via your email address that you have a small penis. The world was curious and I do agree, you should get a life. I know you are, but what am I? Okay, he also shared this video with the tweet. Release some greenhouse gases. I'm obviously a stranger to online controversy. It's not something I often do. But now the mainstream press is commenting on the fact that I was informing Greta that my very extensive car collection with internal combustion engines, which run on dead dinosaurs, have an enormous emission profile. And she replied by telling me her own email address. I'm not actually mad at Greta. Please bring me pizza and uh, make sure that these boxes are not recycled. She doesn't realize she's been programmed. She doesn't realize she's a slave of the matrix. She thinks she's doing good. Someone has sat her down and convinced her to try and convince you to beg your government to tax you into poverty to stop the sun from being hot. But now I know at least that Greta with a little hate-filled face, bitter, sitting somewhere without the heating on, in the cold, little hat, shivering. <laughs> Use my tweets, which is gonna make my Twitter account far more fun into a turn. The robe looks like a knockoff. Okay, that's number one. I don't believe it's authentic, but that's just me. I don't own one, but I have seen one up close. It's not real. Added insult to injury. Tate's sad attempt to clap back at Thunberg on Thursday may have actually led police to his front door. Police said that they relied on social media posts to figure out that the Tate brothers, who were constantly traveling around the country, had returned to Romania. Thank you, Greta. It's unclear which social media posts they were referring to, but in the video ran, he uploaded to Twitter shortly before the arrest, he unwittingly displayed a pizza box from a local pizza chain called Jerry's Pizza. This is so great, which may have alerted authorities looking for him to his presence in the country. Upon the news of his arrest, Thunberg delivered this final blow. This is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. She just wants to make the world a better place, Jackson. Um, am I wrong about the rope? Okay. and. What about Greta's approach here and really leaving the breadcrumbs he did, it seems, right to authorities to say, look at me, arrest me. Well, I've commented on this extensively on a variety of different shows. But what I really want to focus on now is Andrew Tate is a beautiful example of not knowing when to quit. 
when you know not knowing when to stop and this happens with people in all different types of industries and all different types of crimes whether they scamming people it, usually it's scamming and fraud but andrew tate he already got kicked off all these platforms he had a chance really to ride off into the sunset on top of he basically loudly boasted that he's or involved with organized crime in the romanian mafia he talks about how much of his money is tied up in casinos where the romanian mafia also has their money and now he just got arrested for sex trafficking, which is absolutely an activity of organized crime. So he has a lot of issues on his hands. But again, pretty much everybody within his fan base are very, very young men. Definitely like divorced dad type of energy type of guys. But everything about him is ridiculous. Misogyny aside, he says stuff like, if you're broke, you shouldn't have time to cook a meal for yourself. Like. Like or he he basically just like sub humiliates his audience like all of you are idiots all of you are broke all of you are peons and his audience is like oh yes daddy choke me spit on me I love it like it's weird but ultimately again he didn't know when to stop he could have wrote off but look at him now so that's what it is and the robe oh and the robe. Well, my my thing was, did you see when he flashed his nipple? Yeah, I, <laughs> did did you see I that can't see it. I can't see it. Okay. Yeah, he just he had yeah. Show it there. There he is. He's gonna yeah. There it. There we go. There, yep. See, we just passed it right there. And he's he's he, a quick. Uh, that, that's what he did. <laughs> he had to give everybody Nasty. a quick little squeak. Nasty. A quick squeak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what does it say though? I mean, because you're right, he does have fans throughout the world. They love to be beaten back by him. They love to follow him. Why? Um, I mean, I guess that for some, I mean, he, he symbolizes, he encapsulates capitalist culture mm -hmm. because he's always talking about escaping the matrix. But he is the matrix. Escape the matrix by being a shallow consumerist. You know, you're nothing unless you have all these cars and all these women who obviously will the sex trafficking thing, but that aside, the types of women he has around him are they're just they go into the club, they're having a good time. So it's not like real desire, like these women don't like him. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of men who just you know, they're lost and confused or they're you know, burnt by something that happened in their past. And, you know, Tate's always like, oh, he seems to have women around him. But he also seems to hate women like I do. But he's also spitting on me. So he must be onto something. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know a single person yeah. who adheres to this type of stuff who does well with women. Because, no. No, but but still, there's this international draw and appeal. You know, there's still people who think that MAGA and Trump and misogyny is mostly this American thing, but it translates. It seems it globetrots, if you will. And I wonder what you make of that. I mean, I think it may be a bit archaic, but I think a lot of people are just low. Maybe you can you can crawl out of a hole. Some people never do, but uh, the human entity is capable of being in many different mindsets. The human entity is capable of, you know, carrying out a lot of ill deeds when you're not feeling good about yourself or when some type of emotional needs weren't met at some point. But I mean, again, I don't really have that much of great things to say. But I mean, if you're like older than 16, how can you look at this man and think that? Yeah. He's talking about anything. Yeah. I just, you know, bunch of it's, losers, really. 
Well, Sturbo, that was taped, by the way, calling collect from his Romanian prison cell <laughs> is one call. Oh, I yeah. have to decline it. Okay, <laughs> no, what do you do calling me? You can't, you know, we're gonna talk about you. <laughs> I think we know everything that, that you want to say about this. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, this next story <laughs> out of Los Angeles, um, it's, it's gut wrenching. An LA pastor passing out Christmas presents mowed down. And now there's a reward. Whoever killed her out there, police are asking. It's a $50,000 reward being offered for any information on a hit and run driver that killed Trina Newman Townsend. 62 years old, delivering gifts to a shelter on Christmas Eve. Trina was a beloved community member in the South Los Angeles area, known to many as a minister, activist, and a beautiful foster mother to 10 different children. She was near the area of South Broadway and 88th Street at around 3.30 p.m. Christmas Eve. That afternoon, a hit and run driver struck her as she walked back to her vehicle just after delivering a slew of presents to those in need as they searched for the driver of the blue mid-sized sedan that left her lying in the street according to her brother. Trina was with three of her foster children who survived this. Investigators returned to the scene of the collision Monday. They were searching for additional evidence, including surveillance footage from nearby businesses. Anyone with information is being asked to call LAPD. Phone number 213-833-3746. Trina's brother, Dwayne Newman, pleading for the person responsible to come forward saying, if you have any kind of compassion in your heart, if you have any kind of mercy, any sympathy, any humanity. Please help us and just turn yourself in. Again, a plea from her brother. In the meantime, community members opened a GoFundMe to pay for her funeral expenses. And you see it there as folks contribute. Certainly hope people give more. This beloved pastor, age 62, to me that's still a young woman, Jackson, had so much more to do here. We can speculate, people drink, people drive, and people leave the scene of a crime. I, I happen to believe that whoever did this knows they did it, probably at the time. What's it gonna take for someone's conscience to get the better of them? Well, I mean, if if they thought it through, then hopefully they you know go in and do the right thing. But if not, then unfortunately it'll probably take them getting caught at some point. But I think that this story really highlights how you know oftentimes the most important people in any community are those who really don't get notoriety, don't really get fame, but they really give the most of themselves to people in ways that matter. Um, you know, when you grow up and you have kids who maybe are in rough neighborhoods or who grow up in you know households that aren't very loving or supportive, it's women like this who show them a better way, who put them on a better path because they give themselves. And it's always a shame when people like this lose their lives. Because like you said, 62, that's really not old, especially not in times like this. And often evil people live very long lives. So I definitely hope that we can, yeah. So I definitely hope that we can raise more money for Trina. But again, it's people like her that really make the most difference in people's lives. Yeah, when I looked at her picture, it, 
not only did you have more more living to do, but there was this sparkle. You know, how some people it kind of just radiates from their these still pictures. And when I look at this, you almost—I've never met this woman, but you almost feel like you knew who she was and what she was about. You know, ten foster kids that couldn't be easy. Nowhere in anything do I see that she was a rich woman, but she's out there just trying to help people, just help people do the work. And I too would like to see. You know, people give what they can, but we'd like to see see more. Like, so her work can continue here. Um, but the children that she leaves behind, I guess it's a greater community, Jackson. But the ones that were with her and who experienced this, um, what's what's the message in all of it for them? I mean, unfortunately, um, it's, it's ten of them. You know, so all of them, you know, will take it a little bit differently. Um, and this is why things like this are so tragic, uh, because when people go through things like this, they don't always come through on the other side. And this again is an example of why people like Trina are so important. And and you know, like I'm 30 years old now, so like I'm old enough to look back and remember people like her, who again had the most impact in my life. Maybe at the time, at the time, I really didn't fully realize it or understand what was going on. But uh, you know, again, it's people like her that make a difference in those 10 kids lives and you know life is rough life is unforgiving and life is random it doesn't really show favor you know the physics is what physics is so all those 10 children are going to have to live their own lives i will say this that a lot of times when um something like this happens and police are seeking help you don't see a reward that is fifty thousand dollars and that's nothing to sneeze at and perhaps that will draw someone out um as well as her brother and that plea if you have any compassion, any empathy, you know, that's where I started. You know, when we began this segment. I just want to believe that there are people out there who, you know, they fall into two camps. There are good people who occasionally do bad things, right? It's just human nature. You're human. And then there's bad people who mean you no good. And I think that we have evidence of a few of those people who are still in our presence and our midst. But I'd like to think whoever did this, is part of the first group, but perhaps that's wishful thinking. Well, hopefully we'll find out soon, but definitely, you know, however that ends, I definitely hope that we can raise more money for Trina. Yeah, me too, me too. I'm gonna give myself much more to come, Jackson. Why does our co-host today? This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Jackson White is our co-host today. And you know what? It's the end of the year, Jackson. It's the perfect time to stock up on winter gear. And shoptyt.com has you covered, right? Warm, toasty, progressive winter gear. If that's what you're interested in and who isn't. Between now and the new year, take 30% off our winter collection on shoptyt. I love it all, the hoodies, the t-shirts, all of it in the name of being a progressive. Let's get some viewer comments now. Okay, TYT members, Mickey C the silver haired dragon commenting on Greta trolling Andrew Tate leading to his arrest. Perhaps he's the one that caused his own arrest, put the breadcrumbs out for people. Poor little Tate, a big manly man. Brought down by a tiny teen girl and a pizza box. It is 
amateurish juvenile behavior. So yes, Mickey C. Uh, next TYT reporter says, since I forgot to vote and it's already over for this week, I vote that hit and run driver for garbage person of the week. They surely qualify, okay, it happened Christmas Eve. Here we are on the 30th of December and look at that. Still haven't come forward, $50,000 reward. Let's go to YouTube. Uh, may money in the building, thank you for your contribution. Uh, no, well, this one's, I, I don't prepick these, okay? And I don't even know why you're saying this, but I'll take it. Uh, Sharon, you were so dope. Jackson, <laughs> I don't know if you're taken, but you're hella fine. I added, I don't know if you're taken. I, I have to read it the way it is. Okay. <laughs> this person just, just is that, you're hella fine, <laughs> funny, and freaking brilliant. My fellow 1992 child, <laughs> happy new year to you both. Love from the witch queen of Oakland Dragon. I love that. Well, thank you, appreciate That's it. That's right, uh, let's get you one more. Wayne Wright uh, talking about Andrew Tate. Karma baby, mess with Greta karma comes calling. And Hugh Hefner's spirit called and he wants his robe back. He probably does. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, you know, there's there's these Karens everywhere that we cover on the show daily. Um, and there's, it seems to me there's there's a way to deal with them. You can either go, push back or you can ignore and try to just get on with your day. Um, I think we have an example of both. Uh, I wish you Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday. You're you're still still back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. I am losing my goddamn mind. Here's an ambulance in the bike lane. There is a business, they could park him. She's getting a license plate. Uh, Jackson. I think so, yeah. That's it. Hysterical, <laughs> breathy, filled with anxiety. Uh, this was a real emergency for her, this Karen, okay? Took place in San Francisco. The video uploaded Thursday by the bicyclist Karen, aka Stacy Randecker, is her name. She's still proud of what she did here. Caption She had. <laughs> 
San Francisco wants to kill us. This, I can't, we don't make this stuff. I, was, I thought it was an SNL skit at first, okay? And this is exactly what I pictured she would look like. Video prompted this response from the San Francisco Fire Department. Thank you for sharing this. The crews did not say they were on a break. They were finishing a medical emergency with a patient care document from a call at that location, which is why they moved to the other side of the street. Rather than engage with you, have a safe day. I believe that's exactly how they meant it. What say you, Jackson? Yeah, I think, well, first and foremost, she is looking out for us because, you know, very few people can spot a huge ambulance right in front of them. You might just run smack into it, you know, so I guess that's that's what her concern was. People can't just, you know, turn to the left a little bit and then turn back to the right a little bit to keep on going straight. But but I don't know. She was having some type of a psychotic breakdown, or or what that was. Um, I it would be difficult to sustain that type of emotional sure. peak 100% of the time. So um, you know, I'm sure you know perhaps her her mental cycle is like this. But uh, yeah, she was going through it. But uh, you know, again, it's because of people like her that I don't have to worry about riding my bike smack into a parked ambulance. She's doing the people's work. Um, so after yeah. that response uh, from the San Francisco authorities, uh, she replied, still not done. Here's what she <laughs> replied to the fire department. Uh, the driver was texting on her phone. She was not filling out paperwork. And there are almost zero instances for being stationary in a bike lane. That you think this was all fine speaks volumes about why our streets are so deadly. Okay, this is not her first rodeo, bike ride, <laughs> breathiness. Local resident would also weigh in to say Rand Decker was well known for her antics, calling her out. Here's the tweet in response. Yes, we all know local toddler and pearl clutcher at driving Miss Stacy here in San Francisco. Here she is in a video asking to be arrested by the San Francisco Police department, my three year old has better sense when it comes to navigating traffic. Okay, that gives us all the perspective we need right there. Unfortunately, the video post was unavailable, but evidently she was appalled that police were reopening streets to vehicles that had been closed as part of a Sunday Streets in San Francisco event. In a long Twitter thread, where Rand Decker ranted about how demented our city, state, and society are. She included the moment of her arrest. The woman can be heard screaming out of control as the police put her in cuffs. So more overacting in the previous incident, it seems. What do we do with this bicycle, Karen? Do we ignore, as it seemed, the emergency crew the woman behind the wheel was doing, you know, it's kind of like they taught us. I remember in grade school, when you, if you ever encounter a bear in the woods, very <laughs> still, you play dead, and and then you hope for the best because if the bear thinks you just lay up, it might move on, it might not see you as prey anymore. This to me seems it's a cousin of that approach with with this bicyclist, Karen. Either that or you like just start banging on things and make a lot of noise and make yourself seem <laughs> larger than you really are. Like one of yeah. one of the two to, to get a wild Karen to scram away. Yeah. But I mean, what we should do, we gotta give her a cape and we gotta give her a mask. And we gotta give mm. her like a little fan so the cape mm. can her while she 
does a little Naruto run with her hands behind her back <laughs> like this. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then we'll be good. You feel me? Then we'll yeah. be good. Put a, put a student driver sticker on the back of her helmet and just let her do her thing. thing. Let her do her thing. <laughs> you know she's coming. Yep. She's out there somewhere in the wild, and just know that you know beware. But yes, I just think that approach would be more me. You make yourself big and you make a lot of noise. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. I am not happy. I'm tempted to check your pockets. In fact, I'm calling the police. You can call who you like to call, ma'am, but I got to go. No, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You know this lady? You're not. You might want to get this lady. You know her? She just signed that package and spoke to what she got them already. Okay, well, I didn't you take the package. going anywhere. Well, I didn't it's take the package. She need to call Fetch and deal with Fetch. But she's not going to threaten me and she's not going to hit me. And if she touch me, I'm going to knock her out. I'm just letting you know. I've taken a picture of you. You can take I am filming you right now. Because you are really. Don't hit me, ma'am. Don't you hit me. Don't you stole you me. my mala. I never stole anything from I'm you. I'm reporting this to the landlord. I don't care what you do. I didn't steal anything from you. Everybody in this hallway is here. I really don't care. Everybody matches a bunch of thieves. You need to get you some medication. No, I don't. Oh, yeah, you, you do. You need to do your job. I am you definitely 100% reporting you. You stole my jewelry out of this Girl, I'm not happy. Empty your pockets. I'm not emptying nothing. And I have to go. And you have nothing to hide. You have nothing to hide. I'm not proving anything to you. Not a thing. Actually, you do. If you touch me, I'm going to knock you out. If you touch me, I'm going to knock you out. Empty your pockets. I'm not emptying anything, ma'am. What's up? Come on. You're being recorded. Come on. You sure are. I applaud the, the gentleman who attempted to subdue, to get, that's a training method that is often used. And, you know, to kind of get her, snap out of this, snap out of this. Jackson, this woman, yes. um, you know, she's accusing this black man, no evidence, nothing. I'm going to check your pockets, she even told him earlier, <laughs> uh, of stealing her package or jewelry, something. She's freaking out. And again, this is the opposite approach of the San Francisco emergency driver who just started it and just drove off. He said three times, you touch me, I'm gonna knock you out. <laughs> well, she was, I mean, she was yet, she wasn't just yelling, she was like screaming. Her voice was cracking. She was 100% certain that he took that jewelry out. And you would think, I mean, if something like that went down, you know, you would think that you would say, hey, did you see anybody take this or do you know what happened? Or at least like go check out some cameras before you 100% accuse somebody of taking some packages. But I imagine living next to her, like imagine how horrible that would be. I would hate that, that she's the type of neighbor that absolutely lowers the property value. You know what I'm saying? Like get her out of the building at all costs or else we never gonna be able to sell nothing in here. You know, so she, she I don't know exactly how I would have handled that either. Um, but he, he 
ugh, if that was a man, I know what I would have done. Yeah. But, you know, if it's a woman yelling at you like that, it gets a little bit trickier. Yeah. This <laughs> wild Karen, according to the poster of the video, the incident occurred in Midtown Atlanta earlier this <laughs> week. When he, the, the A is gone, there's a lot of stuff going on here, okay? I didn't know that was running around, around the packages. Uh, it happened as he was working as a package delivery man, and perhaps it was posted to warn others. This is out there, and this could be coming for you. Uh, we do have an update meantime on a story we uh, we chronicled for you yesterday. In an update to uh, yesterday's Karen, one of them we covered, the Baton Rouge Police Department has now issued a misdemeanor summons for simple battery for Casey Young. Remember her, age 44, video showing, she posted it rather on Facebook, showed her pouring water on a black homeless person sitting near a convenience store where she worked. That was on December 26th in the video you hear her saying she's sick of it. And so she's gonna do something, it's 26 degrees, and that's what she decided to do. Throw water on a homeless person. And I asked, because she got fired, okay, good. But this is assault, right, Jackson? And shouldn't more of these Karens be arrested for assault, threats, all kinds of things? They're perpetrating crimes here. Yeah, I mean, that's she might as well have just ran up and punched him in the face. He threw some Thank water you. on him. That's a whole nother level. I mean, like, seriously, like, you hit somebody, they may get a little welt or something. You pour water on somebody in sub freezing temperatures, they may get pneumonia. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, like, I mean, seriously, it was like that was kind of a very extra, you know, you really went out of your way mm -hmm. to do something incredibly unnecessary to somebody who is much more vulnerable than you. And just to show the vitriol and the hatred that you have for people who you don't deem as important. You know, so just absolutely ridiculous. And people who do stuff like that should absolutely be punished for it by law. Because first and foremost, it's wrong to treat people that way. And secondly, sometimes you need a slap in the face from life to get a dose of reality. Yeah, you do, because I don't believe what her colleague said that, oh, she's just having a bad day. No. And then to no. show you the other difference, okay? You had package Karen screaming, and he told her, "You touch him and knock you out, right?" You at least had a neighbor cautiously, "Hey, hey, come on, get out of here!" And then he mm -hmm. pulls her by the jacket at the end of it. In this one, you see it the video. Nobody stops her. And yesterday, the point was made. Fills up the water, takes her time, goes out there, and nobody. Right, she hey. took her time. <laughs> right, exactly. Come on, man. This is what we really yeah, want to do. If you have a bad day, you may snap at somebody or, or, or like, you know, yell at them. You might even hit somebody. But mm -hmm. again, it's like I had a bad day. That's why I took 15 minutes of my time to go do Thank this you. elaborate scheme to dump water on a like you. Yeah, it was, yeah, no, she, it's not a bad day. She's just a, <laughs> a, a piece of crap. It's who you are. That's what you did. All right, so we just decided to show you opposite ends of the spectrum. Two, two Karens, the reaction to them. Uh, there'll be more examples for sure in the coming days. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie Jackson. White is our co-host today. Much more to come. Welcome back, this is Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, Jackson White, Rebel HQ contributor, and the host of the podcast Politics and Paper Product joins us today. Let's head down to Florida, where apparently if you're just sitting on a wall minding your business, it's okay for a cop to come up and well, choke slam you. 
That's what happened with this young black man who was sitting there. Last week, an officer in Western Florida was caught choke slamming a young black man when he wasn't physically resisting. Let's show you more. Hey, Bosman, just listen. I'll tell you what it is, it's assault. No earthly reason for it, it's assault. 22 year old Khalil Pace sitting peacefully at a rec center when he was slammed by Deputy Patrick Keegan of Broward Sheriff's Office. Pace was being detained following an alleged weed smoking session leading up to the attack. The Sheriff's Office booked him on charges of resisting arrest without violence and disorderly conduct. Say what now? Okay, the conflict began when Pace and his friend were accused of smoking marijuana in a bathroom at the Bonaventure Town Center Club. The pair were meeting up with buddies at the gym for a workout they paid to get in according to Pace. One of the employees was like, do you guys have a weed pen? You guys smell like smoke. The inspector employee apparently, that's the account from Pace. We were like, no, we just went to the restroom to pee. Pace says he and his friends were working out when the employee came over with two police officers telling them they had to leave. He claims the employee chided them while they were being escorted out saying, that's why you guys shouldn't be smoking in the restroom. Don't come here anymore. Pace says BSO grabbed him, separated him from his friends in response to him allegedly mouthing off at the staff. He recalls telling his friends to be patient because he thought it was all going to end smoothly. He was wrong. They waited near Pace outside the building while he sat in front of Keegan, who ordered them to stay back, keep a few feet away from Pace. I'm thinking that when the rest of the police come, they will hear me out and realize that this situation isn't as big as how it's being made out to be, Pace adds. We never did anything, but that is not how it ended up going. Pace says that even though he paid to enter the gym and complied when he was asked, <laughs> To leave, the deputy advised him he was being detained for trespassing. It's rich. Pace claims Keegan told him he could not call anyone. Pace disagreed, saying it was within his rights to do so. Still seated, he tried to hand his cell phone to a friend. It's when the deputy pounced, violently pulling him to the ground. 22-year-old was transported to jail, spent the day behind bars. Charges are listed as unfiled in the county docket, meaning state prosecutors may not have made a decision on whether to pursue the case. Pace's group received permanent trespass warnings, which bar them from returning to the gym per BSO. Because yeah, they feel really welcome. They really wanna go back, they don't wanna go back there. Here's a statement from the Broward Sheriff's Office. Per BSO policy, district command and training division are already reviewing the arrest to determine the force used was consistent with agency training and policy. And also claimed in the statement that the group was loud, argumentative, and caused a disturbance. Okay, is that in the penal code? Maybe.
Not what I saw, but there's more. The department has had past history of excessive force in 2019. You may remember two deputies were charged with battery after they were recorded pepper spraying then 15 year old DeLuca Roll, smashing his face into the ground outside of McDonald's in Tamarack. One deputy had his charge dismissed, the other exonerated at trial this past July, even though we all see it. We all see it. So Jackson, an employee with no evidence except, you know, he, he senses something, he smells something, he says they're smoking weed in the bathroom. Cops come, it turns violent by the police. They charge 22 year old with resisting arrest. I don't know what more one could do in this situation to avoid being choke slammed to the ground. Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is it's like, even if they're, they did smell smoke, it, when police overreact like this, it's like, do you really care that much about the subject at hand, the incident, or are you just taking advantage of an opportunity to, you know, rough up somebody you perceive as a problem? Because, you know, obviously these kids were just sitting there, let alone, even if they weren't, y'all got guns. There's multiple of you, y'all got nightsticks, y'all got bulletproof vests, tasers, and y'all are grown and they're not. Um, but it's always, you know, you see like they're always so bent on being in perfect control of not just the situation, but everybody there. So any anytime anybody has any spark of free will, then that's their cue. You know what I mean? So that that that's all that's going on because I'm in Missouri right now. You know, marijuana was just passed recreationally legalized in Missouri. Don't nobody care about weed no more, and neither does that police officer. He don't care about no weed. You know what I mean? So it's just you get these people and you know these these black people, these these bad kids who go around causing problems. You know, shut up, stay there, don't say anything. And again, you show any type of free will. They're gonna beat you down. And isn't that the rub? Okay, the staffer didn't want these black kids in, in the gym, okay? And was I'm watching you. He couldn't exactly borrow them from the start. They paid their money, but I'm watching you, okay? And the first thing he could make up or pretend he, you know, this investigative employee, you, you really wanna be employee of the month, he goes after him. And what do you make of this? Because Loud and argumentative, I guess, uh, disorderly conduct, I guess you'd get a charge. But how come these Karens never get choke slammed? They're loud, they're argumentative, sometimes they're arguing with themselves. How come they don't mm-hmm. get choke slammed? Well, they they see them as more human, more good. They see, you know, that's a woman maybe, so we shouldn't, you know, slam her. She's going through something, or not even a woman. It could be some kid who just ran up in a church. And shot up a bunch of people or ran up in a, in a in a supermarket or a school and shot up a bunch of people. They may get them a cheeseburger or something. Yeah. So it's all in how you perceive somebody. You know, obviously everyone is a human being, you know, so you, you can choose to see the humanity in someone if you'd like or not. That's all it comes down to. And that's the choice. That's the choice here. And the statement that they're investigating, you know, nobody wants to be prejudged, but Aren't you tired? Our eyes see what we see, man. There was no reason to grab him off the wall and slam him to the concrete. When do we get to a point where our eyes see what our eyes see? Because we just had the update outside the McDonald's exonerated. 
One of the charges dismissed against the officers, the other one exonerated by a jury, by a jury of your peers. Police are a peer, given the benefit of the doubt. People they victimize, boys an uphill battle. They're allowed to make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Or quote unquote mistakes, you know, so because they uphold the peace and the protection. So if they make a mistake, you know, if they kill somebody a couple of times, it's, you know, it's just part of the job. Just part of the job. So this is the next case. Here, a shady cop tries to get inside a home without a warrant. Very sneaky, this guy. And it goes on and on and on in this edition of Shady Cops. We're going to start with the cop who tried a very poorly over and over again to access this home and one roommate's bedroom. Listen. Let us in so we can check. You want to come in? Yes, please. I'm not coming in through the window. I'm not letting you in either way. Okay. But I'm just saying what the officer did. He acted like he was Blake's friend. I didn't know who's creeping right here next to me. Mm-hmm. So I asked him who he was. I said, I'm Blake's friend. Obviously, I can't see that well because okay. I'm inside. Okay. And so he needs to make himself known that because I thought it was like some weird guy. Okay, well, here's the deal. I'm Officer Balloon, San Augustine Police Department, okay? Blake lives here, right? As far as I know, yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. We need to talk to Blake. Can you let us in? We're not here for you. I don't care whatever you're doing in here. I just want to see if Blake's here. That's it. I'm not going to let you in. May I ask why not? Because I don't associate with the police or with Blake. I'm okay. a neutral person here. Okay. Do you like having the cops at your house every single night? I don't know. I just got back. I don't know what you guys have been doing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, here's the deal, dude. Here's the deal. Are you, I'm assuming you're recording me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I really don't care about that. Here's the deal. We need to talk to Blake. Well, all I can tell you is Blake is legit not here from what I see. Okay, well, everybody else has lied to me here. What have they said? They've said he's not here when he's been here. Oh, well, I just got back okay. in town, so, so I cool. wouldn't know. So here's the deal. You let us in. We look in his room real quick. We're out of your hair. That's it. I don't care. I don't want to associate with you. I don't want to talk to you other than that. You can go about your business. He's giving it his best shot. His best shot to access the home without a warrant. Does he succeed? No. <laughs> Why do you keep making it seem like I'm doing something? Like, I don't, I don't have no issues with anything. It's just I don't associate with you. Okay. I don't need the police. You were help. super chill here the other night. Yeah, I am. I didn't have. If you guys are in here, what am I gonna do? Nothing. Like you guys do your job. I'm not gonna help you with your job. I'm not gonna stop you. I'm just gonna do my business. So I'm not okay. gonna let you in. Okay. I just d- don't appreciate you know someone just coming in my yard and saying he's Blake's friend. And I thought it was some weird. Maybe well, maybe it was Blake's friend. He's weird or something. I don't know Blake like that. Okay. And it was creepy. So okay. I just didn't want that to happen again. Okay. Well, here's the deal. I'm standing right here. Okay. Okay. I can stay here all night. I really don't care. So if you would let me inside, just take a look at Blake's room real quick to verify he's not here. I will leave this place and probably not come back. Well, I'm not going to help you with that. Okay, so we are going to get real acquainted real quick. Me, I'm going to be here all night. As for the only thing I tell you is, is Cat's not here. He's not here. I don't know if he's coming in when I'm not here, but I just got back. Why is his room open? That's what I'm saying. Does he normally leave it open? No, he probably dipped out. He's gone. That's what I'm telling you guys. He always keeps his door locked. So he probably dipped out. His cat's not here. Is his Xbox and stuff here? His PlayStation? I have no idea. I don't. I didn't go inside his room. I just knocked and he didn't answer. And his cat's usually on the window. When I was this morning, his cat's not there on the window. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you do what you gotta do. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not gonna help you either. Okay. All right, man. Super cool. Well, just so you're aware, if he's here and you're lying to me, you're going to jail too. 
All right. You understand that? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then you and me will get real well acquainted. Ten four? Yeah. All right, perfect. All right, Mr. Balloon. Balloon, ID number 2955. I'll see you here in a little bit. All right. Let's go. Dude looks like a balloon. What was that at the end? Okay, <laughs> 2955, Officer Balloon. Okay, what was that at the end? Did you see that? Did you see that? Uh, that was what the cat. Okay, I thought I saw a kitty cat there. And by the way, Blake could be chilling, eating popcorn on the couch, but you're not coming in here. You're not coming in here. Whose cat was that? Okay, Jackson. I didn't even, I didn't even catch the cat. Yeah, we're I didn't got, even we see got it. it full screen and we'll show it to you. I'm telling you, a kitty cat was in the room and he said, you're but not I, in here. Look, I, to me, he, he reminded me of like, oh yeah, there, there it is, I see it. Just right there, right there, the little cat cameo. That's right. This officer like, nah, bro, you ain't coming. Making sure, don't sniff, don't sniff the cat's right there, making sure. But he, he reminded me of like like a like a crazy boyfriend who just got dumped and he has nothing and nowhere to go. And he's like, please just let me in, Just just I, I just need my I stuff, that that's all I'm gonna do. That's all I'm gonna do, <laughs> right? And, and when I come in, I'm gonna, I wanna talk, I wanna have a talk. Be like, I've been leaving you messages. I've been calling you, sending you notes, showing up at your job. I've been showing up at your parents' house. I just want to talk. That's it. <laughs> like, yeah, nah, he had he had all of those vibes. But I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like I, you you really can't go in without a warrant. So just go back to your car and do something else, or just chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like, why he's just making himself more frustrated by standing there. And do you have any doubt, you know, Officer Balloon, again, he tried, he gave his best shot. I thought it was it was all weak. And the roommate is a real one. Okay, so I don't know if he associates with Blake or not, but Blake needs to buy him a beer or something, okay? Put some snacks yeah, on the sure. petrol. Something. Because this roommate held it down. Held it down for Blake, okay? But when Balloon says, uh, I'm not here for you, I just want do you have any doubt that if he would have come inside that house, everything would have been fair game with this guy? Yeah, yeah, no, nah, he was uh, definitely had those creepers. I wouldn't have let him in either. I probably wouldn't have sat there and talked to him. I don't, I don't know what I would have done, but he, he held it smooth because it's not like he was getting rude with him. You know, he wasn't being rude at all. He's just like, I mean, I really don't want you to come in here. This is yeah. all it is. Like, I, it's nothing look, more to it, you know. Nothing more to it. That's the roommate you want to, Jackson. He minds his business. He's not about that life, okay? Everybody's in their separate areas. He's not a snitch. And no, stop creeping around here, okay? Now he cracked me up though when he was like, uh, "What do you say?" He said, I, "I don't, I don't mind you doing your thing. I'm just not going to help you." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I thought it was help. beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, mm -hmm. This video appeared to be originally from the TikTok account Funny Beast Double O after being posted six days ago. There, it was re-uploaded to Reddit a couple of days ago. So. You know, uh, that's this next one that we're talking about because I want to show you this next one. Um, there's shady officers who who creep around outside and kind of peer in the window. And I think you had it just right, like that that ex boyfriend who won't go away. Maybe you're still dealing with them, like some of us. <laughs> okay, it's not about me. This is not about me. But then there's others who, in broad daylight, will just Come looking for trouble, if you will, and try to violate your rights. Shady officer number two, a sergeant who thinks he can make up a false public intoxication arrest right on the spot. Look at this. Are you coming to me? Yeah. How's it going? You're concerned about my intoxication? 
You're a little hostile to strangers right now. I'm a little concerned about the level of no. I'm not hostile at all. And follow my fingers, your eyes, and your eyes only. You're crazy, man. No, I'm a police Why don't you back up and get out of my space? So, I just want to check and make sure that you're not breaking the law by being under the influence of alcohol. Public. I think you need to get out of my face and yeah. stop approaching me. So, based on some of your, your, your symptoms that you're showing me. You can take your... Somewhere else, stay away from me. You're slurring your words in public, you're unsteady on your gate. Uh, I'm concerned that you might be under the influence of alcohol, unable to take care of yourself. You're obviously concerned about a lot. You're making stops in unmarked cars. Do me a favor, keep your distance. So I'm going to detain you now at this point because I believe that you might be intoxicated. You're not, you're not being rational. Stay away from me. You have no probable cause for anything. I'm allowed to hold a video camera. You are. Okay? But you're not so allowed stay to drunk away from me. I'm not drunk in public, and you got no reason to think so. So get away from me. I do. Like I said, you're hostile. Get away from me. You're slowing your words a little bit. You're get away from me. Your gate's unsteady, and you're actively addressing us. I'm not actively doing I was walking away when you started walking to me. So it's all on camera. If you, are, if you are able to walk away and make it home safely, you can do so. If you continue to stick around... Thank you for your permission. Then you'll be arrested for being drunk in public. I was already walking away when you pursued right, me. Have a nice day. You too. This is mob behavior, Jackson. They're acting like two mobsters. Two mobsters. No probable cause. And I'm not sure how the person behind... The recording escaped them. It's actually very scary. Yeah, that definitely would have been scary because you know it was clear he wasn't even really trying to get him to do anything. He was just approaching him. Then the other guy was approaching him. You know, these guys have guns. If he would have raised his voice like he said he was doing, then what might what might the police officer have done? He's definitely lucky that he let him go in the end. But he basically just trapped him in. He cornered him in. You know, he kind of extorted him out of potentially getting shot up or whatever it was like you're going to end up doing what I'm saying you're doing one way or the other you know so I, I but I I don't know if they were bored or what but that definitely was uh, pretty rough to watch yeah it was and I think it's important to just continue to show their faces we uh, you know as I said the video appears to be uh, originally from TikTok account funny beast double o we are uncertain Right now, working to learn the department these two officers are part of and their names. Because for you to behave this way, you must be up to something and you must have done other things. It's very scary stuff. The behavior retaliating against this civilian, recording them lawfully for traffic stops conducted in an unmarked vehicle. And they engage in obvious intimidation before issuing really what was the threat at the end, Jackson, of you run along and you didn't see anything here, right? Okay? Yeah, you pretty leave much. now, you're good. If you stick around, things are gonna get ugly. Pretty much, that's basically exactly what he told him. But yeah, nah, that, uh, that, that's, I, if I was in that situation, I definitely would be nervous. Cause what do you, I mean, what do you really do? You know, like, you're really gonna yell at him and tell him to F off? I don't think so. I wouldn't do that, you know, mm-hmm. so. I don't, yeah. I mean, because I'm very, very light skinned, but I'm also a very large man. So, no, I'm not going to do that, you know? So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's scary stuff. It's the kind of thing where you see in real time what some police are up to, okay? And you wonder why we we have things, you know, like police throwing down a gun 
that wasn't there to begin with and pinning things on people. It actually exists, folks. You saw that video real time, real time. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Our co-host today is Jackson White, Rebel HQ extraordinary contributor as well as host of Politics and Paper, the podcast. Check it out. We do have an announcement to make no show on January 2nd. I do want to let you know that. Happy almost new year. We will not have a live show on Monday, January 2nd, but we will be back on Tuesday, live and in charge. Bring Indisputable with you. On the go as a podcast, you can listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, let's get to some more comments. We're just I can't wait to hear what y'all have to say about some of these cops. Uh, first, the Florida cop uh, choke slamming the young black man uh, who was just sitting on the wall. Mickey C, the silver haired dragon, that cop has to take a line from Greta, small energy, okay? Greta, I mean, uh, Mickey, I agree with you and Greta. Uh, it takes a very small man to try to prove he's a man by bullying an unarmed young man. Of course, he was braver with two fellow stormtroopers backing him up. <laughs> Nostra Science says <laughs> about the, <laughs> the cop balloon who wanted to get inside that house desperately, claimed he was friends with Blake, looking for Blake and his cat. Never invite a cop vampire into your house, well said. Very succinct statement, well said. Let's go to YouTube now, okay? Oh, thank you. Felicia Free 808, great host Sharon and Jackson. You guys are very kind. Daniel Roman, that is the strangest. You see ghosts and vampires out your window, not cops. Well, this roommate saw it all. Roommate is a freedom fighter, a real one. On Twitch, Jax Drax says, if cops were actually good at detecting things, then they'd actually solve crimes rather than harassing innocent people minding their own damn business. This about the young man who just went to the gym. He and his friends paid to go to the gym, they wanted to work out, ended up being accused of smoking weed in the bathroom, no evidence, and then we're kissing the concrete. Thank you for your viewer comments, much appreciated. Let's get to some tax issues, finally. What a lot of people were waiting to see, but what we all knew was there, come on. My tax returns will lead to horrible things. Remember that from Trump? Washington DC, Democratic members of the House Ways and Means Committee delivered on a promise. They've released former President Donald Trump's tax returns. And they're full of goodies that are meant for him and rich people and liars and cheats and not you. After years long effort, over 6,000 pages of Donald and Melania Trump's taxes have been released. Comes after he refused to voluntarily disclose them like every other president since Nixon. After the release, Trump made this statement, quote, the Democrats should have never done it. The Supreme Court should have never approved it. And it's going to lead to horrible things for so many people. The great USA divide will now grow far worse. The radical left Democrats have weaponized everything, but remember, that is a dangerous two-way street. The Trump tax returns once again show how proudly successful I have been and how I've been able to use depreciation and various other tax deductions as an incentive for creating thousands of jobs and magnificent structures and enterprises. On the contrary, 
Okay, so we go from Donald Trump's statement to the truth. Okay, the return show major losses. You're a horrible businessman. Okay, you're not as rich as you say you are. The return show major losses for many Trump properties during the six years. For instance, 2015 tax return for DJT Holdings LLC showed a $12 million loss for Trump. Turnberry, Scotland. Trump paid 63 million in 2014. The purchase of the property, according to an independent report at the time. Let's give you a further breakdown of major findings from 2015 to 2017. Both Trump and Melania reported negative income in the tens of millions with zero taxable income, paying as low as $750 in taxes. Wow. Trump and his wife Melania declared negative income of 31.7 million and taxable income of zero on their 2015 return. They paid $641,931 in federal income taxes. On their 2016 return, the Trumps declared negative income of 32.2 million and again recorded zero of taxable income. They paid $750 in taxes. Trump and his wife declared 12.8 million in negative income in the 2017 return with zero in taxable income. They again paid $750 in taxes. 2018, after his first year of office, they appear dramatically different with tens of millions in taxable income. They paid nearly 1 million in taxes. 2018 return showed a rosier picture for the Trumps. They declared 24.4 million in total income, 22.9 million in taxable income. They paid 999 and $466 in federal income taxes. That very precise number, it matters, folks. This has not been a Merry Christmas at all for Trump. Earlier this month, I'll remind you, a Manhattan jury found two Trump organizations guilty of a 15 year scheme of criminal tax fraud and falsifying business records. You try it. This has not been a Merry Christmas, as we said, for the Trumps. Now, of the 15 year scheme of criminal tax fraud and falsified business records, two of the subsidiaries of the Trump organization were found guilty on 17 counts of tax fraud, other financial crimes. The charges were specifically about whether the company properly paid taxes related to fringe benefits that its former chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberger, Weisselberg rather, received as part of a salary, Trump himself not charged. So he got away with that one, it seems. Then there's George Santos. Okay, when you have a liar in the Oval Office and you say, well, look, they all lied. This was of epic proportions, right? It it spurs on others who wanna join him and wanna be part of something big, regardless of whether they have the credentials. So we introduce, of course, George Santos, incoming representative to Congress. And now there is a bill being introduced by Representative Richie Torres. He announced yesterday, quote, big news, I'm introducing a bill to require candidates to disclose under oath their employment, educational and military history so we can punish candidates who lie to voters about their qualifications. It will be called the Stop Another Non-Truthful Office Seeker Santos Act. This is required. Jackson, I wanna bring you in at this point. You can't, I don't think you can have a law for everything, okay? Society should police itself. Can't society and voters do better than this? 
Well, I think that you know a law like that wouldn't necessarily do much because there's already oversight and there's only a certain amount of resources. The bigger issue is that there's no way that George Santos flew under the radar. There were absolutely people who looked into his background, who worked in government and outside of government, but you know it just wasn't really in their minds as big of a deal until it all got blown up. Things like this don't go under the radar because all of this stuff is publicly verifiable. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially for anybody who has any type of journalist skills, they could go look all of this stuff up. They could request information from companies, from the government itself to basically find out anything about people. So, you know, eh, I don't, I'm whatever to this law. But really, the thing that cracks me up about Trump's comments is he's like, they should have never done it. It's like, what are you talking about? The IRS is like perfectly set up to go after people who aren't rich. You know what I'm saying? Like if you owe $2,500, you know, maybe you forgot to, maybe you're a contractor or something. It's like, oh, I forgot to pay a thousand dollars. They gonna come knocking at your door. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won't necessarily throw you in jail right away, but you better believe they're gonna let you know you owe us X amount of money. You know, so it's like we're already going through that. And normal people already go through things like mass layoffs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting scammed by fraudulent operations. Um, we don't get golden parachutes on our way out. So I, I don't know what he's talking about, but neither does he. That doesn't really matter. But, you know, we're not seeing anything that we didn't expect to see. He's a, he's a tax fraud. And so that's what we're looking at. Yeah. And what about his wife? You know? What's her culpability here? What what is she going to claim? And the other thing is, it strikes me that that Donald Trump will just say what we've just reported and other outlets are reporting isn't true and it's not in the documents because he knows that people won't check and he believes people are stupid and they'll follow him blindly. And to a large extent, aren't some people following him blindly and won't some people continue to make excuses for him while they suffer and can't pay their bills, but they'll support him. Yeah, and I mean, just at the end of the day too, it's, it, it's I'm really interested to see how this is gonna play out in terms of like how it's gonna impact the election. Um, because it's looking like it's, it's gonna be Biden versus Trump or DeSantis. But the thing is, is that we have yet to see if DeSantis is really gonna run a good campaign. So everybody who's like, oh, DeSantis is gonna get Trump out of here, like, eh, let's, let's wait a little bit. Because if he runs a bad campaign, then no, he won't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because at the end of the day, uh, Republicans won't vote for a Democrat, and it's gonna be one of those two. And you know, unless Trump is actually thrown in jail, then he's gonna keep this campaign going. So none of this really matters that much. Yeah, the the tax returns also reveal things about the children and strategies. And look, a lot of the tax code is written so that billionaires can get away with it. The fact that he took it further than that is, it just shows the chutzpah, right? It really just shows that. And when it comes to DeSantis, the fact that he is perhaps seen as the the second coming or the one that's gonna erase Trump, that's scary. Okay, that's scary as well. Um, something that is beautiful on the outside, inside, she's a scientist, NASA program. She is giving us new life and showing us, look, there's beautiful black women everywhere. She just happens to be Miss Universe Ireland, black scientist and cornrows. One of her pictures that went viral, I love this picture, okay, I just love it.
She's a real one. It's Universe Ireland breaking barriers for black women in STEM. Fig O'Reilly is her name, crowned Miss Universe in 2019. She's still turning heads. She posted a picture of herself rocking the cornrows while preparing plants to go to outer space for NASA. Just another day on the job, okay? She loves fashion, she loves it all. Oh yeah, working for NASA. Here's how she captioned her viral post. As a black woman on a national science show, I intentionally wear braids and my curly afro to normalize black hair in STEM. It's a thing, folks. In this pic, I'm wearing cornrows to study plants being sent to space at NASA. That's Fig O'Reilly. She's adorable and a real one. Some background on Miss O'Reilly, she's 29. First black woman to represent Ireland in the Miss Universe pageant. Her mother is African American, her father is Irish. She holds many other accolades, including actress, model, television correspondent, and oh yeah, scientist. She looks good in the white coat. There's more, she also founded a tech startup called Space to Reach. The program is focused on helping black and brown women in STEM get STEM jobs. The program formally launches in January, O'Reilly's staunch push for diversity in STEM is heightened by the data. Black people make up 9% of the overall STEM workforce according to Pew Research. Salary disparities run deep in STEM careers with black women often paid the least. Pew Research also found black women working in STEM made 57,000 on average compared against white men who average 90,600. And Asian men averaging 103,300. Wow, O'Reilly said, quote, even with this viral tweet, I've gotten a lot of responses that makes me feel really good about this work and that it's truly helping, wants to reach and pull up others. Also worth mentioning, here in the United States, Senate Republicans recently blocked the passage of the Crown Act, which we've reported on. Prohibits discrimination based on hairstyle and texture. How important do you think it is, Jackson, that she's not just smart, but she's beautiful and knows exactly who she is and wants you to see her? I think it's very important and not just for people like her, but anybody who's in a position like that uh, to really show that what really counts is your deliverance, what really counts is the work that you do. Because even today, like some, just seeing a picture of her with her braids, that will infuriate many people. Because there's a lot of people who say like, you know, women in the workplace, bye. Or women don't really want equal rights, they don't really that want to work. There's no, there's no women in STEM. And then they'll see this and then they'll be like, oh, the affirmative action, that's why she's there. So, you know, in a lot of ways, you kind of just got to throw it in people's face who you are. You know what I'm saying? Because we've all experienced that. You know what I'm saying? In some form or another, people will look at you and they they don't like something that they see. And they're like, ah, you, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you never know what it's going to be. It could be your hair. It could be the fact that you got a bunch of degrees. It could be that you don't got no degrees. Mm -hmm. But either way, you just got to do your thing. So I think people like her are very important. Yeah, and you know what I love about it? You know, when I first saw her and the whole Irish thing and her last name's O'Reilly and she yeah. is, you know, Miss <laughs> Irish Universe. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it because you have a sense and you know, it's just a sense that people don't want her to represent Ireland. She can't possibly be, but yep, she is.
Yeah, because typically, like when you think of someone, like I'm at, uh, I'm my dad's side black, my mom's side is Irish, so they white. You feel me? Like they, 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 they the, you know, it's a lot of redhead, freckled, oh, you yeah. know, the gen, the genders in Ireland. So, you know, she's like the complete antithesis of that. So it's like, ah, she's not Irish, and you know, so. It's, it's, it's great to see, and it's always funny when people get mad at stuff like that. Because what are you gonna do about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm. You know, she's gotten her share of hate. She's gotten her share of people. You know, not not interested in what she's selling. But I like the fact that again, she's reaching around and saying, you know what, join me. This whole thing where we're no one's better. No one's better than black women, but it's about the access to the STEM and having her as the face of this program and showing the behind the scenes and working with NASA and the whole bit. I just think it's incredible. I think it's incredible and I think you're right. It's gonna inspire others. It's gonna inspire other women to follow in her footsteps and say, you know what, you can do whatever, okay? She She's inspiring men too. That's right, to men too. Yeah. She graduates, she goes over to Ireland and says, yeah, I think I'm gonna do this too. Yeah, yeah, and again, she's she's inspiring for anybody, you know. I mean, definitely for women first and foremost, but anybody who is a little bit eccentric or you know not really in some type of a perfect mold, you know. So, and especially in the times we live in, it's just not that much people can do about you, you know, becoming successful, you know. So that that's really the truth of the matter. So people like her really show, you know, lay out a path. Because a lot of the time, you know, obviously we all we, we live in a system that where there's many things against us, but especially for young people, you know, if you they're not necessarily in a situation where they have a lot of roadblocks. Oftentimes people don't succeed in something because they never tried it, you know, mm -hmm. or they never had enough encouragement or they never really were in the right place. So it's people like that that kind of, you know, help people make something out of nothing. Yeah, I read online, and I don't know um, what your thoughts are about this. That you know, now that she's she's so drop dead, I mean, she's so beautiful, um, and all of the other yeah, things. Fine. Yeah, she's a beautiful, beautiful person. I read that you know they might change some rules. Okay, there might <laughs> be rule change, and you know you know what happens as soon as someone is successful that is an other or or made to feel like an outsider or an other that happens. What do you think the chances are that? Um, she may be the last. Well, Miss that's gonna make Ireland her more legendary. Like yeah, that remind me of uh, that remind me of um, uh, what's it called? The, when the alley oop was first introduced in the NBA, and then they outlawed it because all the black pe all the black players was was doing it, and they were like, ah, well, it was that and the dunk, like it's they wasn't proper. letting her dunk. You know, say like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that in our game. This is our game. Stop it. Stop being better at this than us. You know what I'm saying? So they tried. They, Mm -hmm. You're right, right. <laughs> now look. Well, I love, um, I love thing. it. I love it when you're on. I know you're stuck in St. Louis. Um, you can head over good. to Sweetie Pie, say hi to Nelly. Uh huh. The whole bit. We appreciate you. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me. Well, I'm off Twitter now. I deleted that. So you know, I talk too much stuff about Elon Musk to to, to stay on there, and he just destroyed the platform. Yeah. But follow me on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/at-politics-and-paper. I stream on there and do cool podcasts all the time. Again, YouTube.com/slash/at-politics-and-paper. It was great being on here with you. I had a great time. I enjoyed it as well. I see the party will continue. Just looking over your shoulder there. New Year's Eve oh, yeah, right oh, around yeah. the corner. Right around yes, the corner, sir. Jackson. Thank you. This is indisputable. <laughs> I'm Sharon Reed and Dr. Rashad Reed. He's gonna have a party now, St. Louis style. Um, we'll see you again. Uh, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you always.